Time now for the Voice of Junior Football Podcast with Bill Kilgore and John Redmond. Welcome to the show. I'm Bill Kilgore and he is... John Redmond. And together we'll bring you all the news and gossip that's around the junior game and lots more besides. Well, big man, I see he's won again on Saturday. <laughs> yes. The band roll keeps rolling on, huh? Rolling on, and a good result at Common Offers as well. They'll ride one 2 0. So what was that all about? I was surprised, so the last good side this year. But mm. Aye, it was a surprise to come through. A pleasant surprise to me, I had. And you've got coming all on Saturday? We've come on all at Darvo on Saturday, so. That could put a good gap between us. <laughs> Just now I think there's something like six points between us with a game in hand, so that could. <laughs> I could guarantee you, I'll guarantee you that uh, Andy Frame will have his team doubly up for oh, it on Saturday. I was disappointed we wasn't he, but. <laughs> We're playing well just now, I think we're getting stronger every week. Oh, don't uh, say that, we'll nah. please. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're getting stronger every week and we're very impressive last week. We went down to 10 men after about 20-25 minutes. That's right, yes. Nil, nil at a point and then we got what the... About, what about, what about the, uh, Darren's goal? Oh. Oh. Is that the goal of the century? Well, that one is I, but he's already done that this season. Once I know, and then again, come on over, there was maybe 30 yards out of come on over, but he's got in his locker, Bill Kenny's... He's just gifted, he's dead balls are brilliant. Kick. He's got straight for corner kicks this season as well. Is he? Nice. Oh, I need to uh, we need, we need, we need curb his, his idea. Slow on his tees, that'll be the best thing to do with him. Oh, he's either injured that day, plays you, so we <laughs> don't worry about him. Anyway, John, we've got a guest. We've got a guest, and it's a good friend of the show, Bill, and it's uh, a man who's been very successful in his playing days. I remember him playing in. Uh, haunting me when Can I was. Did you go back that long? Ah, I was a train manager at the time and we were doing well and then we caught up against Cumnut and this certain gentleman destroyed us, let's say. And uh, a good career at Cumnock and he went to managerial stuff and he's now at Les Mahigo. Our guest tonight, Les Mahigo manager Bill Rab Irvin. Rab, welcome to the show, Paul. Welcome, Rab. Thanks for having me. Listen, see, come not. did you not fancy the manager's job? Did you not apply for it before Tony got it? I had seven great years doing it, Cumnock. Right. I wouldn't take that on. That's. A big job for you, a tough job. It's a tough job and I've got great memories of coming up and I'm quite sure that the supporters have got great memories in what we achieved for doing there. And to get back in as a manager, no, I'm I'm quite happy, happy at the level that Liss goes at and I'm I'm more than happy managing there. Rather than, than that kind of job. Was it Billy that took you to come that or were you already there when Billy Weaves arrived? Believe it or not, Willie Knox was the manager when I oh, signed. Right, right. But it was right. Billy that said to me about about moving it to come that Billy was in there looking for players, things like that. But Willie, officially but Willie Knox was the manager. Mm-hmm. And then Willie Willie Knox moved out. They, they actually uh Cumnock had been relegated into the second division. When we went there they were in the second division and when I was going down there, God, we turned up for training one night, it was only about six at training, and I was like, what are we doing here? Because I was, I was going for a successful Liss Mahigo team, and then all of a sudden, you're training with six. But gradually, yeah. Billy, Billy got one or two really good players in, and we went undefeated that season and won the second division. I remember playing as well, I'd say that you're big sinky, and Graham Wilson, yourself... Paul Courtney. Paul Courtney, oh, we got, I think we Paul still falls coming to this I day. St- I still keep in touch mm-hmm. with you, Courtney. Mm-hmm. Nearly, we keep we send a message back and forth maybe two or three times a week. about Paul Courtney, um, with, with boys and your Norman Montgomery eventually came. No, brilliant, brilliant. Wait, Robert Robertson was it the fullback? Sandy Robertson. Sandy Robertson. Mate, Sandy yeah. was there. Then Gary Agnew was there. Gary, left left foot. He had with big Jimmy picking in goals. And Sa- Sandy was some player as well. Sandy was a great player, and Sandy was a good player doing it. Coming, unfortunately, Sandy's work can retain him at the time. Sandy loved his football. And but Sandy knew up at Lisbon. He, he yeah. was up at Gow, wasn't he? Sandy, it was Sandy that took me to the Gow. Mm. Uh, Sandy was the manager and he phoned me up. He says, listen, I've got the manager's job at the Gow. You coming? I was up at Shorts at the time. Aye. 
and Sandy says he come I says what in what capacity he says come, come in as a coach and play and so we'll see where it goes for there so as a player move, move his shots back to listen to as a player and eventually get the, the assistant manager job to Sandy right up until Sandy was the manager up until for 2003 to 2011 that's right I remember that because I interviewed Sandy a couple of times. Did you leave coming up when Billy left? No, I stayed on another season. Sandy, Billy left and then Sandy McInnesby got the job along with Robert Riley. And I, I stayed on for. Are you with Robert? Your ears must have been burning. <laughs> I loved Robert. He's some boy. Oh, he's a Jamie I, guy, isn't I he? Going great. He's a Jamie guy. I, st- I still keep in touch with Robert Tate and. See when Robert was there, I mean Robert played a few games and you could see, well, I didn't really know Robert in his playing days, but he, he was a player. Robert was a player. And with, with Sani and Robert, we went, we went and won the League Cup again. And then I left at Christmas, Sandy Robertson, that was about 2001, Sandy, Sandy Robertson got the manager's job at, at Lanark. And he asked me, would I come back to Lanark and play? And I went back, I, I said, oh that's fine because there was a, a big turnaround of players and I don't think mm-hmm. there was anybody left at Cumberland that was actually there when, when Bully was there. Sandy come in and that's what the manager did, they, they get their, their rain stamp on it. Um, so I went to I went to Lanark and we actually won the first division at Lanark mm-hmm. under Sandy Robertson. So I was just good, good players, good, great players at Cumberland. What about your time then at Lismahago? You took her and face Sandy, I believe, mm-hmm. and you've been there ever since. But well, a wee short break in between. I believe. I believe was it Billy McDonald? Billy McDonald. I I just came to a point where I, I don't know. I, I just I, we get beat five one with Wisher at, at, at Craighead, mm-hmm. and I, I, after the game, I said I've just I just didn't have anything left to. to we were sitting about third in the league as well, mm-hmm. and I said, "I just, I've just, not, there's just someone, I'm just lacking someone." That, and I went home and, and I says to my wife, "I says, listen, I says, I'm, I, I need to stop this football. I need a break." And she says, "Oh, just, just sleep on it. See how you're on the Sunday morning. See how I got on the Sunday morning. I felt even worse." Oh Jesus! And I thought, and I, I says, "So we had a meeting that night. We had a meeting that night doing at the football, and they, they actually they tried to say, can we convince you just to stay on?" And I says no. I had to date for me mm-hmm. personal aye. welfare. Aye. I just there was just someone I just couldn't couldn't carry on. So they got wee Billy in, and they did not a bad team. It, 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 I said we were sitting third in the league aye. and things like that. And wee Billy come in, and then one thing led to another. Then after about I think it was about eleven weeks. So Billy was there for about six or seven games, eleven weeks. And he says he says I was he says I can't do this. He says the, the players are in the but Billy and I understand what Billy was doing. He was trying to bring the professionalism that he was used to, and yeah. the players were the, uh, the the reacting to yeah. it. So that that was run about the March time or something, and the, the committee says to, after we Billy Billy Billy's last game was doing St Anthony's, and the, the committee says we take that team for the to finish the end of the season for March the end of the season. I says that's fine, but by that time I really got a kind of enjoyed my wee rest out it. Aye. But seeing a Monday night, I was sitting looking at the four walls, knowing I'm not the training. <laughs> and and I've, I've been with my wife a long time, and I had more arguments with my wife in that 11 week period than I've had in the last 15 years. <laughs> and she's saying, you need to get back to that football. So That's what happened. That's I what remember happened. phoning you, um, it must have been on the Tuesday night or something, trying to get you to come on the show on the, on the radio station. And you said to me that time, he says, Bill, I'm stepping away from it. And, I was gobsmacked. I didn't mm. think that Rob Irvin would walk away for Phyllis Mahega, but you did. Mm. But you, well, obviously you explained why. That, you that, know. Well, I, I've never ever had it in my life before. I've always quite so, easy ozy and I had sometimes when you're a player, you're 
you're you're in control of yourself. You're cocooned in your own environment. And and you, you do well when you've got a desire to do well and you go and do your training, you go and do a wee bit extra training. When you're, when you're playing the likes of Cumberland teams like you've got two nights a week to me is not enough. You've got to go and do a wee bit extra training yourself. And I just felt some boys just weren't putting as much into it as what I thought had the other ability. Mm-hmm. But I just felt they weren't putting as much into it and it, it just it just started to bail over me and I says I need to get away from this because I don't know what would have happened but we spoke about we spoke to Tony Tony McAnally last week on the show and we asked him how tough is it being a junior manager in today's climate and he's seen it's really tough. Are you not finding that yourself? Absolutely. Well Tony's working with top top of the range players mm-hmm. which know the game and things like that. I'm I'm playing with I'm I've got boys in that are some of them just in their second year junior and they're they're brilliant. They're really brilliant but you, what really frustrates me is you got a boy come to the club with all the ability in the world, but he mm-hmm. doesn't work hard at training. He doesn't, he doesn't get his fitness levels up to where they should be, and he right. should be going about for ninety minutes. And, and they miss training quite regular and, and things like that. It's, aye, there's the, some of the excuses you get for for missing training are, are laughable now because I, I can only go back in the day. I, I never. I say to, I say to my boys when 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 I have a go at them, if we get beat, I have a go at them after the game. I says. See the next time your mother or your girlfriend says, "Look, I'm going out on Monday night. We're, we're going to a, we're going out for a dinner because it's so and so's birthday." You, you need to turn around and say, "No, I've got the training on Monday night. We'll go out on the Tuesday night Great. or something." And that's what I try to get that across subtle to him. And don't get me wrong, I've got boys in there that are quite hardcore and, and they, they get the, the training. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what's happening in the background. And and I say that the only the only time you should miss training a death in the family. Aye. I would accept that's fine. Aye. Well, I used to, when I worked back stuff with a company, I'm, I'm not mentioning the company's name, but when I worked back stuff and I was playing football, um, we didn't have a back stuff the gaffer. The day shift gaffer went away at 6 o'clock and the night shift gaffer came in at 9. So I had the arrangement with the team that I was playing with. I says, on my back stuff week, I need to leave at half past 8 so I'm back for 9 o'clock so the gaffer doesn't see I'm missing. Mm-hmm. And he says, I no problem. And, you know, and that's what i done. Mm-hmm. I went out my way to make sure that I could get to train. Even though mm-hmm. I was back shift, to get to train on the two nights a week because if I didn't, I wasn't playing on the Saturday and that hurt me more. That, you know? that, that, that was usually, that, that could be the case back, back. I, I think attitudes in that changed around about 2008-2009 with players and you could I could see it that, that that's that that's my opinion and that kind of thing but I just think both boys can do a wee bit more maybe I'm wrong maybe aye, that, that's aye. they're giving me everything but they're capable of doing I just feel at times they could just give that wee bit more excuse me I don't ignorance a wee bit there but I'm for deepest air shit is Les Mahego quite a hard catchment area to get players to go to? Or is it oh, quite have you never been to I've been there, aye, but I just wonder if the surrounding areas or how you get your players. The, the, it's it's no easy getting folk up to Les Mahego because Initially, when you say to folk Les Mahego, they're saying, Wait, where's that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But say for like, say, Hamilton, it's 10 minutes down the Morway. Mm-hmm. Wisher, it's 20 minutes That's down right. the So our catchment area, I've got a boy coming for Govan just now. I've got a boy that stays in with the fort who very rarely misses training, he gets there. Um, my catchment area is obviously Lismahago, Larkaw, Wisher, Hamilton, Motherwell. I've got quite a few boys for the Motherwell, Wisher area. And that's always been the case. I mean, I can go back watching the guy in the 70s. The catchment area was Hamilton, uh, Blantyre, uh, Wisher. You've Lan- what about Lanark and Forth? No. I've had, I've had a, a boy, I've had a couple of boys for Lanark. Um, can't you think of anybody for the Fourth? But it's, it, it Where do you, do you train in the go? We train at Lismahago on a Monday night and we train at Clyde Valley High on a, a Thursday. Thursday. It's a right. great facility at Clyde Valley. Aye. Aye. Um, it's, it's in school, isn't it, really? 
a new school. It's a, it's a brand new school right. and it's a great facility. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we, we, we book out a third of apart for tours, which is a, a good price. We get it a good price. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's the weekend is its own, maybe for 7 o'clock to 8. They go away at 8 o'clock, so we sometimes get the full park to ourselves, which is, which is, which is brilliant. Um, but that, that's always been my catchment area. I mean, I, I had a boy, at one time I had a boy coming for Carlisle. Right. Um, Dan Johnson, oh, and Dan yeah. Big Dan playing at Glen Afton, oh, yeah, yeah. and, and he moved into Lismahago, and he was staying mm-hmm. at Lismahago, uh, uh, Lismahago Lassie, fell out with her, ended up back in Carlisle, but he still travelled up to the games, mm-hmm. and he was a great, he was a great yeah. big laddie. So, okay, yeah. let's take you back to your your, your season then. Um, your last six games, you we'll have to go back to the the twenty first of December because you've had a couple of. Um, postponements in there. The last six games, uh, you won six three against Port Glasgow, uh, Glasgow Persia at home. Then you went away to uh, East Kilbride on the twenty eighth of December. You won four nothing there. Then your two postponements, and then you were away to Mary Hill. And you could beat three two. You were away. To, you were at home uh, at Drossen. You could beat three two. You went away to Gavin and you beat four one. And last week there, um, if not, it was one each that they go through in green up. You've been up and doing a wee bit, Rob. We um, beat Mary Hill 3-2. Aye. Oh, sorry, you did. My, my mistake, you did. We beat Mary Hill 3-2. Mary Hill, which was a good aye. result. Mm-hmm. But the results, the results, the poor results, and I'm not making up any excuses that, that there's been a, a severe lack of consistency in team selection mm-hmm. for quite a good wee while now. Because I've had boys, because I've been running with a thin squad, I've not been able to boost the squad in any way. Although the, the committee say that there's a bit of money there. Um, I, I bought a boy, Jordan Kimo from Cumnock. He's got released with Partick Thistle Youths. Mm-hmm. Good boy, nice, nice. He's only 18 years old and he's rough around the edges. And and he will be a, a good player for mm-hmm. me. But mm-hmm. he's just, he's taking a wee while to adapt to the junior league, which I can understand. If he's coming for like pro youth and Aye. he's used to playing on NASA turf and all of a sudden he's running up and doing Craig Heed or somewhere like that. It's a bit different <laughs> for the boy. Just a wee bit. But, hi. So, but he's, he, he's fine and he'll come on. But as I say, I've got, I've got the injury list, which I don't really moan about. I don't publish it in the paper or speak to reporters about injury list because that's part and parcel of football. Mm-hmm. But we've really been hurt hard with, with key injuries. I've lost with Jordan Whitefield, who's probably been one of my best performers at left back to a lean knee ligament injury. I've lost Jason, Jason Thompson to ankle ligament injury. Scott Scoonville's out and out with a foot injury. So I've no. And you've, you've got a 40 year old and uh, playing striker and he's doing the business, he's scoring goals. He's for scored you. six goals in the last seven games for well, me. Chris go. Jarvie. Chris Jarvie, aye. aye and he's, he's, a, he's a good striker, he knows where the goals are. And is. Chris never misses training. Aye. And going back to the time where I, I just asked the boys to to that wee bit more effort and to get to training, I always remember just before Christmas, Chris came and he says, Listen, I need Thursday off. My wee laddie's playing in the Christmas, kind of Christmas pantomime thing at the school. I says, that's fine, Chris. I says, you're no miss training all season. I says, you go to your wee laddie's part of mine. So he phones me up on Thursday night. He says, my wee laddie tell me I've just to go to training. I've not even got to plan him part of mine. So Chris was at the training. Brilliant. So Brilliant. That, that's, the old, that's the old school. The old school. So yeah. Chris was there. You're giving results a wee bit unfortunate because that was Peter Leonard's first game back, wasn't it? Yeah. So the uh, players have got a boost that day going down there at Girvin as well. That, that's, that was one of the things I was kind of worried about going in there. But we were absolutely terrible that day, John. We mm. were. That was our worst performance. And I'm not taking anything away for Girvin. Because they scored some good goals and the boy would read up front mm, quality. And we said to him before the game, he may be no he may be no run away for you nowadays, but see if you give him a chance in the box, he'll bury it. And we, we slipped yeah. up and he just chipped the goalkeeper and it was a quality goal, but that's what you'll get for players like that. 
And one thing, doing it, Gervin, just one thing just led to another, and we just went for bad to worse, mm-hmm. and probably got what we deserved that day. Well, you're sitting fifth in the table, Rob. You've got six games left. The three of them are right tough games, aren't they? You'll like call this Saturday. Yep. Whether it, you're at home, any chance of the game being on, is it doubtful? I would say it's 50 50. We've, we've got a bit of snot there, but once we get the, the electric heating on, we'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> underground. Underground, undersoil heating, it'll be fine. <laughs> uh, and then you're away to Larnock United, that's a tough one for it, a big ask. Well, well, Larnock is always tough. Mm-hmm. And I, I love the Larnock games. That, to me, that's it. When it's a good, to me, that's the real local derby, is Larnock Thistle. Nobody else is. Slatkor Thistle, so that that's a good game for the boys to prepare for, and they'll mm. be up for it. The boys that are fit and healthy will be up for it. Lanark United, when we go to Lanark, we always get it tough over at Muir Park. Lanark, I've watched Lanark a few times this season, and, and they're no they're not at the top of the league because no. they're because they're a poor team. team they're, no. they're there for a reason, Aye. and they've got some quality players. And I just feel Lanark they defend well, they defend well as a group, and see when they get chances, they take them. Mm-hmm. They usually take mm-hmm. them. I watched them against Greenock a few weeks back. The goalkeeper whose name escapes me now. Great saves, great saves. Kept him in the Gareth game. Gareth Alford. Gareth Alford. That's it. Gareth and great saves. And then all of a sudden, Lanark's up one nil and they end up beating Greenock. I think it was three one that day. Aye. And so quality players in that team. And it'll, it'll be a big surprise to me if Lanark don't go up. Aye. See, when you mentioned Greenock there, Rob. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm surprised. And I was speaking to Thomas and Sean and. Remember the start of the season and they were going very well. I thought a lot of them, a good side, but the last few weeks have just slipped away, haven't they? They seem to have a bad run of form. They, they have had a bad run of form. I mean, we, we drew with them on Saturday. We stole a point on Saturday, John. There's no doubt about it. We stole a point. Chris Jarvis scores a penalty in the last minute to, to draw one each. But see up at the go, we were kind of huffing and puffing and got a man sent off after about half an hour. See, after that half an hour, mm-hmm. probably best we've played for a good wee while with the 10 men for some reason. Yeah. And we beat them, I think it was 3-2 or 3-1 up at the go. So, I get green up, to me, green, green up should be higher up. What's he sitting on 30, 32 points? 32, 21 games played. I, I, I would think Thomas will be disappointed. Yeah. For, for the squad of players he's got, he'll be disappointed in his league position. I was expecting big things out in this season. Aye. I thought that would be one of the teams mm-hmm. challenging. Mm-hmm. And look, when Rovers, they went in a run recently, and look at the difference it's made them. They were languishing, big Steve oh, was languishing no longer. They're drossing at a poor start. They did have a poor start, and yeah. And St. Bully earlier, we've played their drossing three times this year, twice in the league and one in the West of Scotland Cup. And to me, Adrosin is one of the best teams we've played mm-hmm. in this league. Mm-hmm. Adrosin and the, the players have got, they've got quality players. But you go on that, you go on social media and tell them that's <laughs> the worst team they've played against, you know. Aye. And they still get beat. Aye. <laughs> you know? So Adrosin, I mean, it's tightest. It's the tightest league I've ever been because the likes say even for ourselves, that's us. We've lost nine games, so that's twenty-seven points, and we're about five points off the top of the league. You won half a day games, you're, you're sailing at the top ah. of the league. See, with Bells Hill as well, who were going well. But Bells Hill. Who was half the bogey a wee bit there. You've mm-hmm. still got to play Bells Hill away. They're yeah. up and doing like a yo-yo. Right. So they're either getting beat 6-0 six, six or, or they're winning. Or they're winning. You know, mm-hmm. there's, there's no consistency. Aye. Aye. Three points at stake, but you need consistency. That's what wins leagues for you, isn't it? Yeah. And then again, tough tough one below you there, Port Glasgow. They're, they're pushing, just above you, sorry. They're pushing shouldn't he got up there see, see this league ball this first division has always been the same yeah. for as long as it's been the first division because nobody wants to drop out it and everybody wants to get out it mm-hmm. and that's how it's so competitive and it, whether you're playing the team when you're saying we played East Bride at the Christmas time there and I think it was it was 4 nothing. But it took us a wee while to break East Kilbride right, down. Aye. Yeah, and then once we, once we, I think it was just that we got a, we got a penalty just before half time. 
and that's and I think we got to settle just that and we were lucky because we scored a goal just we got apparently just about forty three minutes and then we scored it then we scored again just on half time to make it do which was a big difference going back out in the second half that was a game I got a bad injury to to Jason Thompson who's been scoring my goals for me and Jason's a goal scorer that was that was a severe blow to to lose say boys and I'd also lost Jordan Whitefield by that time as well so it shows you the calibre of the league. Not, Rob, when you look at Kelly Rovers sitting down at third bottom and dispose of Irvin Meda out of the Scottish Cup and into the quarter finals. I mean, on that day, they're a good side, obviously, Kelly. Kelly are a good side. And Kelly came to the go at the midweek, the first one, about the second or third game of the season. We were playing midweek games at the start. And we were up 2 nothing and, and playing well. And they ended up, Kelly beat us 5-2. Mm-hmm. And we went down to Kelly just before Christmas. And we got a draw down there, and, and, and it was we were delighted. Mm-hmm. We were delighted nah. to come away with a draw. Well, it shows you how tough it is then, because Kelly's done a fourteen. You know, the nineteen <laughs> games <laughs> going to play. You know, nineteen games played. Um, well, listen, um, you're looking at that. You, you're maybe still in with a wee shout. You getting that maybe a promotion place? Do you think that'll happen for you? Well, who, who, well, you're not going to say at this moment in time, no, but we're at it because we're not at it. Aye. We've got. We've got six games to go. We've got six games to play. Well, I think four four rooms at home. Aye. And two two don't get me wrong. Two tough away games away at Belsall and away at Lanark. And I'm not saying I'm not going to sit here and say we're going to win our home games, mm-hmm. but it certainly gives you a, a fighting chance. Aye. Against the teams, and I like playing against the teams at the top because see the teams at the bottom. Sometimes the players can get in their head. Ah, they're at the bottom of the league, and, and no disrespect to your Royal Alberts and wishing and that, but. They give you, they give you difficult games, games as well in different ways. Aye. So the, the aye, players think that uh, they're about league. We're sitting up at top. We should win. That's the other. And maybe they'll get hundred percent when they're on their on their thing. And we, we played the Albert just not that long ago, and it was one nothing for a long, long time. It wasn't until about the last five minutes we managed to score another two goals. goals it was just aye. the pressure yeah. off us a bit. But see the fact that we're playing Port Glasgow, Shettleston at him. That gives us a fighting chance. chance. Of course it does. If you're on the list of Hegel manager, Rob, and you're looking at that league and the teams you've seen, who would you tip to win that league? Shettleson. Ardrossen. Ardrossen. How do you think Shettleson uh, might do it there? We, we, played, we played Shettleson and we played very well against Shettleson. And it, it was nil-nil. And we, we, cre- we scored a goal, got it disallowed. We created numerous chances. And then I mixed up with my goalkeeper and my centre-half with five minutes to go and we lost the game one nothing. I'm not saying Shettleson... It looks like Shelton will get promotion. Uh-huh. But if you're asking me the teams I've seen uh-huh. and who's the best football team that's played against Lisman just this season, it's Ardrossan. Aye. Are you a shouter in the dressing room, Rob? Do you, no. you lose the heat with the boys at maybe half time or something like that? No. No. You're not convincing there, Rob. Sometimes you've got to run the shoot to the wife. That's not a good idea. <laughs> no, that's definitely not a good idea. It's hard to get in because. I've never been used to the managers I've had, even Sani Mack and SP Buller, they mm-hmm. were the shouters. No. And see see Big Sani get back to a manager. I never even heard Big Sani swear. No. No, no. never no. once. And I don't think seeing this day and age, I think if you get into the dressing room and you speak to the boys quietly, they'll more they're more likely to sit mm-hmm. up and try and listen to what you're saying. And at the end of the day, the boys are out. You, you just you don't know. Boys could have a hard day at their work. They could be getting a hard time with their, their private life. Aye, and aye. and, and the, the last thing they want, they want to come up to the football and enjoy the football the same as me. Mm-hmm. So the last thing I want to do is go in and 
last semester again. Funny when you mention San Martinez, but I watched him as a player with United, and you get the impression he's a big rugged guy, but Big Sandy could play the game, and that's why I'm, I'm not surprised he doesn't show the rest of him. No. He thought football through and through, mm-hmm. there's Big Sandy. Mm-hmm. I had a lot of time, mate. My, my time at, at Cumberland and that, I'm playing with, with under Bully Whitfield. I was eight years ago under Bully and Six, the best part of six year under Bully at uh, uh, Cumnock and, and Bully Bully was great at his man and management mm-hmm. and see, Bully going great with all the players at night suit Bully would be there Bully would yeah. be one of the boys and it wasn't a, a team and a manager it was just everybody was in together mm-hmm. and it was great it was great and that that's to me that's what junior fit is and see all your successful teams like your Talbot and that they've got that bond it's, they've got the bond yeah you're right do you think Tony will be able to turn it around at Cumnock down there I hope so you know? I hope so because always, I was hoping to get to the game last night obviously it was all for, mm-hmm. for the weather but Cumnock's a big a big. everybody keeps on saying and I'm, Cumnock's a big club and they were a big club and see when I was there see the fan base and the support you got it was it was absolutely brilliant, mm-hmm. and I I just don't know what what's been missing over the last few years that they've just no been they've just no clicked. I think I think as I tried to allude to last week, I think it'd be the fact that the the committee's getting older. Um, mm-hmm. They've been over the course. It's a new committee. It's in and doing there, but the the committee before that they were older. They were over the course. They've been pushing us hard to go and chop doors for money, so you couldn't attract the players that they needed. Uh, the wages they were paying. I think. That was a general dem- demise, but now that Tony's been in the new management team, it's been in there, the new structure that they've got, I think he's maybe, he maybe got a better chance than maybe previous years. Yeah. I, bet, I, I spoke to Tony when he long after, no long after he got the job, and uh, I, I'm, I'm not going to be out of school here saying this, but when I was at Cumnock, if you beat the Talbot, you were fine. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think it matter whether you've, you won the league or not, as long no, as you beat the Talbot, Talbot you were right. fine. And see nowadays, see said that about the fans, didn't we? And and I say, and I said to Tony, I says Tony, I'm on the outside looking in. I know some of the committee. I don't know them all. I just feel they're a wee bit. They've got an eye on the towel, but they're, they're always looking to see what the towel. And I thought, forget that. And to back that up, I couldn't believe that I went. I always go to the sportsman's sportsman's dinner that come up. Mm-hmm. And I walked in. And the first, I'm not say who, who I was speaking to, but the first thing he said to me, see a towel, but nearly get bit today. Ross Bell nearly beat them and I thought that's concentrate on Cumlock the Cumlock should be bigger than the Talbot see that's what I've been saying all along I think they've been living in the shadows of Talbot too long and now what's been happening you mentioned yourself about the fan base they've got they've got a great fan base and I think the committee have been getting into peer pressure for the supporters and no supporting their managers enough. There's mm-hmm. too big a turnover of managers for coming up minds. Absolutely. But surely, and surely, like George Morton, who's been there for a long time, surely he should know better than that, John. And I, I know he's only one. He's only one voice, George, but mm-hmm. we know that, but he, he's got some voice. Oh. Really, uh, let's <laughs> be honest. Aye. You know. He is, but if you've got a, a few hundred supporters being every week, going to the manager, the manager, the committee eventually will be into it, and that's what happened. Well, you, you, you're talking this day and age, John, you get player power, and you've never got fan power today, because if the fans, I, I, I've never known a committee where you've had to make decisions like that, but if you've mm-hmm. got, if you're talking about 200 fans, and say, say it's 100 fans, mm-hmm. and they're wanting rid of the manager, and that, they, that, they 100 fans stop paying their money through the gate, you've really got yeah, to it's sit. The first, it's the first thing you mm-hmm. do then, and you, you've got to sit down and look at it, and see what we're doing wrong here. Mm-hmm. See, see, like, see, Tony's got to go in there, and get to the end of the season, Keep them up. Mm-hmm. First well, and foremost, I keep them up. Do that. I think he'll do Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, t- Tony will have a touch on some decent players, mm-hmm. good junior, yeah. hardcore junior players to take down to Cumnock. But I, ju- I just wish that if Tony went in there and, and the committee said, right, regardless of whatever, you've got three here. 
build, build a team. It doesn't matter what happens, you'll get three years and then we'll take stock of where we are then. Mm-hmm. Aye, I think that's what you've got to do doing there and, and something like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, with the big game, I mean, we're on social media, pie and bother, well, let's talk about that, talking about how big a game it was, this, that, and other. And some of the fans, uh, the Auckland the Lake fans, were saying it's not a big game anymore because Cumberland's not a big team anyway. Uh-huh. Because they're obviously in 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 the mindset, we've beat them that often now. Yeah. They're, they're, they're on the mantelpiece. Aye, you know they're in my back pockets type of thing. So yeah, it could be could be fan power, and I think you're right. The fan base could maybe have a look to do it. You know, yeah. yeah. I think Tony will turn the conclusion about really do. I think mm. it's a great well, point for Cumnock. Well, I hope he does. Um, he's a character, is mm-hmm. Tony? <laughs> well, character. Well, <laughs> well, it's the nicest thing he's Let's move on for that one. Then. Um, Right, but, but, but I see a lot of teams in social media are now putting out statements regarding this new proposed, possibly, West of Scotland League. Yep. Um, teams like Rossville, Largs, yourself, John, uh, Darville down at Darville. Rossville have put in uh, as well. Kilwinning. Kilwinning seems to be running it. It, it, it just seems to be. I think Kilwinning and maybe Clyde Bank uh, were the catalyst to start when I think yep. the rest of them have now sort of I think this it could be the same as what happened at the East Region, a big lot of them jumping ship and leaving everybody else floundering. I think it is. Uh, just speaking for Darvel, I know that what the Darvel has been thinking about is if it's going to happen, we want to be playing at the highest level we can play it. So you're either in it or you're not playing at the highest level. Right. And there's no use with investments that have been making off the park at Darvel and things like that to sit in Hoother and Nevine. Mm-hmm. We've got to be part of that big setup. And that's what Darrow. That's why Darrow's buying into it. But what, can can we know just all go on a winner then, John? It would be great. I, I think it'd be great if we all in the winner, aye. But is this because Tom Johnson? I'm, I'm not saying Tom Johnson. Is this because Tom Johnson's maybe I don't know looking for a, a way around the boot to try and get everybody into the pyramid? Uh-huh. I.e., starting off with this and then everybody else won't land below. Them? Well, you're getting at tier six, don't you? Yeah. Well, if that's then get a chance, you're getting to tier five well, lowland league, where yep. it be. Mm-hmm. So it is a great chance for teams to to go through with the pyramid group collapsing again. Mm-hmm. But the uh, Kowinan and Clyde Bank are certainly up for it, they are right. certainly driving it. Kirk and Tillock, uh, I, I spoke to Kirk and Tillock, well I didn't speak to him, I seen his, his, uh, on Facebook, my, um, you know, um, Maxie. Maxie, he was saying that this is his own opinion, that his club would be uh, interested in maybe doing that as well, and they would obviously keep the fans in a base to see where they're going to be with a new park and their new setup coming mm-hmm. just shortly. They're hoping that all oh, that would just find a place for them as well. So that's a big step for them. It's a big step for everybody, it I would is. imagine. But what about teams like Lismahega, Wishy Juniors, mm-hmm. Black Gold Thistle, you know, the teams doing it at Bolton Yemen's, Muircat? What about them? Where are they going to go? Hopefully, come with it. <laughs> they all come together. Aye, but but it's only going to be a West of Scotland League the same as what it started off in the East Region, and mm-hmm. then all of a sudden all the the teams jumped and they had to go to three divisions. Would that mm-hmm. happen here? It could. Mm-hmm. It could. I'd hope it wouldn't happen because they don't see any junior team getting left behind us. Because every junior team through time will have their ups and their downs, and no saying let's make it down the new, but let's make it be a big team someday because Rabble will tap in his back pocket and still find players. But no, but. Yeah, we'll find teams, you look at that league of Mary Hill, who were a huge team at mm-hmm. one time, they're now doing language in the bottom there. You've had Girvin, who went straight up to the Premier League with successive mm-hmm. promotions, back down there in that division. Bells Hill and a big club, can, so 
these clubs will come back. Sheffield's in quite a huge club. Sheffield's mm-hmm. only one time. Aye, these, these clubs will come back. They'll get a thumb. But they're talking about next year, John, for this league. Aye. Next year. Mm-hmm. And it'll only be that. It'll be, I think it might turn out to be invitation only. So you might get an invite. You know, yeah, that's the only yeah. way you maybe get in. Yeah. So is that going to cause problems, do you think, Ralph, for the juniors? I, I don't really know. I've, I've not really paid much attention to Bonishi to the pyramid because I don't really think it will affect Les Mega Juniors much in, in the long term. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't is it, know the cri- you know, need certain criteria to get into that. And the likes of Les we we'll certainly not get floodlights or because the finances will dictate what we can do and what we can do. Mm-hmm. And we've already tried today to get 3G AstroTurf up in our area and it's just it's just been hunting the heat every time and right. at one time we thought we are nearly there for it to get the, the right criteria but it's just not going to happen so mm-hmm. as far as Las Vegas Juniors is concerned I don't think I, I don't think we'll be part of that we'll, we'll be mm-hmm. a junior club and that'll be about, that'll be about the best we'll get mm-hmm. I think there's two sides to it Bill because you've got to look at teams and the Talbots and the men's that come up big clubs and Coburnley if these clubs want to progress on, why should we stop these clubs progressing if, if they're if they're good enough to go on? Well, I mean I know we love the junior fit but we want to keep it going, but you can't the Talbot been a great advert for juniors in the years and of course I have. You can't stop clubs like that to progress on. No, you can't stop clubs progressing on. But the vote that was that everybody would move in mass from yes. the West Region, that's what they yeah. wanted to do. Uh. And they voted for a, a proposal that was put through into all the clubs and we voted for a, a option. An, an option, and um, mm-hmm. obviously that was not backed by the East of Scotland and the Lone League. Yes. So, and now is it the Lone League? It's maybe coming out and saying, right, but we have a West of Scotland League, and, and go for there. I mean, I don't know if it's that that kind of thing. I know, mm-hmm. and is that just putting, you know, throwing the cat amongst the pigeons just to see where it lands? Who knows? Who knows? It's, it's, it's changing. Everybody's wary when it's changing about, it, isn't it? We all surmise what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Is it going to happen? Is it going to teams going to say well in the vein as I said before or teams going to progress we don't know but I think we've got to stay the reason we went to that option Z or whatever it was we went for That's right. was to keep juniors together mm-hmm. so hopefully we're not going to separate now because it's not a pyramid as such aye, aye. I mean it was to keep the junior family as a family because that's what the juniors are mm-hmm. and hopefully that, one big family aye. and hopefully that progresses and it stays the way it is and I hope we all go on block Obviously, there's going to be a lot more of that coming out in the, the coming mm-hmm. weeks and that, and no doubt we'll be talking about it again. Um, right, let's talk about players betting on football matches in the juniors, John. Um, we know oh, even money aggression, mate. Right? <laughs> 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 <Aye>, very good. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let me read out the betting rules in football. Uh-huh. Football has a number of rules relating to betting, which affect all players, managers, coaches, club medical staff, and other participants. Simply put, the main message to players is you are not allowed to place any bet on any football anywhere. You will not be allowed to pass inside information on to someone else. Mm -hmm. We want to keep this message as simple as possible and it cannot be more simple than as a player, manager or a club official, you cannot bet at all on football. Right, and we've got we've got junior allegedly a junior player who's been caught. Yeah. Is that is that not supposed to be for senior teams, John? Well, that's actually that's where the disc betting rules in football come from. But as a senior football, was it say say that that's who it was? It's a football. I know it does say all yeah, football. Yeah, it says all football on that. Is that for professionals? Well, we're semi-professionals. I would have thought, does, that, right. does that does that include us? 
I thought it was for professionals, but obviously includes everybody. But I don't see why it includes professionals or anybody because I think it's nonsense. I think it's not. If you're not betting your own team, what difference does it make? Are the referees getting monitored than this? Yes, the officials get they're, monitored they're, as well. Well, they're the only people that can influence the game as far as I'm concerned. Because if I'm saying Darvel's going to win one nothing or two nothing about the Saturday, and if he gets two pounds against me, week two nine, it doesn't matter. I've put a strong team, a weak mm-hmm. team. I'm doing so. Any team, any guy who wants to have a bet, it's a hobby. Mm-hmm. So what? They're no, they're no betting on club. What danger they doing? I mean, they're going to stop you betting on horses next, or snooker, darts, whatever you want to do. Brian, Brian Rice, the Hamilton manager, he, ah, he's come out himself. He, himself. he went 10 out of 10 for doing uh, that. Uh, and he got hammered for him. Ah, it's ridiculous. You know, it's ridiculous for him coming out and doing that. But, so, therefore, it must be in junior football if a said person has been caught and been fined uh, and got a suspension. If that's true, anyway, about what we hear with Rupert Allen. But is it driving us under, underground a wee bit? Because. Does Mrs. Redmond put my bets on now? It's still me, it's been a bet one, but it's her name. Aye. Was it, was it in Bill Ken? Or does, it, does that include boys' clubs? Well, see, that's another thing we don't yeah. know. Is it just professional football? Aye, I mean, that's nonsense, I mean. What's yep. your thoughts on it, Robert? Totally agree with John. I just don't see, I don't see any reason why, for, for the, for as long as I've been involved in football, boys have been putting bets on, oh, and they're not going toward with no, the bets. No. It's, you just don't bet on your own team. Mm-hmm. That's right. And, and it's as simple as that, and, Come a Saturday, part and parcel of your Saturdays, putting your coat on and mm-hmm. hoping that you get a wee bit extra for a night out on a certain night. Simple right. as that. Right. I don't see hundreds of thousands of pounds going to be changing horns as, no. as far as a junior football game is concerned. We're talking about, and I think about just a good point there, Robert, we're, we're talking there about kick-off times a couple of weeks ago, right? Right. And one thing is we say is, oh, good. That's good because the boys like it. The game's finished. Mm-hmm. They go out and then watch the Sky TV, Absolutely. watch your coupon get mm-hmm. down or come up for it to be. Now, if I'm having a bet on... Newcastle beating Liverpool I can't influence that game no so what, what, what the hell am I doing I don't understand that no I don't understand more often, more often than not you're watching your coupon go down anyway. <laughs> 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 you're right you're right aye. it's certainly going down I'm going to put bookies out of the game maybe <laughs> <laughs> I'll sponsor them they're also talking about um, doing away with um, the bookies you know like William Hills and that stop the sponsoring football matches etc does, does that kill the game here yes. in Scotland does it sponsorship's hard enough to get mm-hmm. without to people you know, bet three six five or Wally Hill. Mm-hmm. Or Do you honestly think if Wally Hill, you know, sponsors a stadium, a national stadium, he sponsored a national stadium, mm-hmm. right? Do you honestly think if he sh- takes his name off of that, it's got to stop you, you or me betting? No. If you've got a betting problem no. or a gambling problem, you're not going to stop because they take a name off the jersey or whatever. No. No. No, it's similar to your shorts, the bells that's one. I feel it's I've not stopped eating pies, I'm not stopped eating the pies anyway. Certainly, I'm not stopped eating pies, I've pie or anything like that again, but no, no, it's nonsense. It's really nonsense, you know, so, but. I think we've lost the plot in that one, I really do. Yeah, do you? I do, I just think, as long as you're not betting your own team, you're fine. You're fine. Would you agree with that? 100%. Do you see, as a manager, and. Obviously, you've not had it, Robert, but as a manager, if if a player comes to you and says, look, boss, I've got a problem with betting and gambling and such, like, do I need to own up to the, the association? You know, where does that come from? Would they, did they have to do that or did you just go and get sorted out and just say to them, look, go and get it sorted out because it's junior fit, but we'll not take any heed of that. I did have a, I did have a boy, uh, Bill, that had a gambling problem mm-hmm. and he went and get himself sorted out, but there wasn't a... 
at that time there wasn't the social media and things like yeah, that it's, it's really day. highlighting yeah. things like yeah. that yeah. these Aye. days and I think the other boys out there that'll maybe have a bit of a bit of a problem with gambling oh, because aye. you can gamble. I mean, you can gamble in your, your rain running down your window now. Can it's oh, you can gamble in any any sport well, at any time, time at any time of day. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's twenty four hours, so, and you don't need get into the north. You don't need get into bookies anymore. No. You can do it online. And and I I, I think the the, the the gambling problems no no with that, but the gambling problems with the the, the outlets that yeah. can. And as you say, I mean, gamble responsibly. That's that's the key to it. Now. Well, of course, it is. Aye. I mean, was anything towards why is Mike Bookie promoting the junior stuff and they're, they're on If he thought there was people could skin him, he wouldn't be doing the book no. betting on the junior. No, so, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's nonsense. It shouldn't be. No, there's also there's also mechanism now that you, you you can actually get into your local bookie and say, look, when I come in, don't take my money. Aye. There's also you can you buy can, yourself you for can, six yeah, months or something, some, aye, mm. and you can also buy yourself when you're on, online as well right. on all the bookie sites. They can you, can, mm. you press you tick a button and that's for a six months to a year. You know mm. you can get that done. So if you've got a problem like that, why don't you do that? Why don't mm. as a club, we'll put it as a club. Why don't you go and go with the guy and, and get him sorted out that way? That's the first step. The next step is get them to uh, Gamblers Anonymous and, and get it sorted out that way. I but do you think that's what I rules for, bro? I, I think, think it's for cheating, man. So another place. I think it's because it followed a problem. I thought yeah. as if you could be. Well, you you think influenced the result? That's what, what you're saying. What, you're, what Robert's saying, you're saying is if you're betting on your own team to win, uh, and uh, mm-hmm. but betting on your own team to get beat, sorry. Mm-hmm. Does that mean then that uh, you could influence that by no playing at the top of your game? Have you been a goalkeeper to get like two goals in or something like that? Is that I, I, I think the three is any of all played football, it's hard to go in the part and no try. Aye. You're I don't, no, you're not going to do that. that really no, that's not going to happen. I wouldn't thought so. No, you're, you're, you're definitely not going, to, you're not going to bet on your team to get beat. No. no. That's just out of the question. Mm. Going back to the, the Brian Rice thing, I'm no. Up, really up to date all the gambling things like that but I thought it was great that he come out the, the man's admitted he's got a problem mm-hmm. but what I I yeah. think it was a five game ban with a five game suspension yeah, I suspend it mm-hmm. ten I, games and then I, I heard somebody talk about why not have an amnesty where if folk have got a problem come and tell them but don't don't hammer them at the same time and it maybe surprise you there are many folk that are mm-hmm. maybe struggling a wee bit mm-hmm. that, that could maybe then a wee bit help certainly mm-hmm. not According to be honest, isn't it? If we, no, if I go and say, "Oh, by the way, I had a bet against Miguel last week." <laughs> oh, you're five games suspension because of, oh, come on, wait a minute here. But it's it's maybe a wee bit different. It's having a wee flutter, mm-hmm. and rare, really, some boys really in there have got a problem. Oh, if they've got a problem, it's a different oh, it's debate. A different Robert, guy. yeah, like, the, like, the boys need to help. They've got a problem. If you and I are going to have a flutter, you've got your flutter on. You know the bigger games. You've got in like the Rangers and the Celtic. Or, Manchester, Manchester mm-hmm. City, or whatever you're right. going to do the derbies and things like that. You're mm-hmm. not going, to, not necessarily going to do juniors because juniors are so up and doing it's unbelievable. You I don't think Alan McGregor is going to throw a ball in the net against Celtic because John Raven's back <laughs> Celtic in a game. I don't think that's going to happen. On, on the other hand, well, I know boys that, that have had problems with gambling mm-hmm. and see their stories. They're right. scary. They're scary uh, stories. Oh, there's a few. Aye. There's, uh, uh, if well, it gets well, a grip, you can get. That's mm-hmm. quite bad. But yep. if it's for that, I can see slightly helping. But if it's because just taking the fun out of the, the football, it's nonsense. Aye. Okay, then um, we've got to that time of the year again, where we have a wee look at who's got to win the league, who's not got to win the league, and we're going to start with the the the, the Premiership. John, we spoke about it, you know, the November time, round about then. Mm-hmm. Um, we're looking here at the premier the Premiership and it's Kawinan, Paul Auchinleck now 
Well, all three are sitting here. It's got to say that Ockham Lex won it. It's merely like they win that league. Aye. I, I can't see a team going by them. The boss are now started to get a wee run going again, which mm-hmm. is good on them. Yeah, Chris Jane didn't really, but nah, it's looking like for me for that league, I'm afraid. But they've got 15 games, so they've got a lot of 15, points. 15 games to go. You know? uh-huh. So I am a good shot at doing that. Right, down at the very bottom down there, then we've got Kirton Tiller, Rob Roy. I think they'll get relegated. I can't see them getting away from that particular thing, Rob. Can you? No, too much today, I would think. Aye. 13 points. 13 points behind. Nah. No, no. Nah. Then you've got Rutherglen and Cairn struggling a wee bit mm-hmm. there. Bembert, um, Troon, your old team there, John. Mm-hmm. I think it's gone against Troon as the amount of games I've played. Yep. Uh, did get a good result last week against Rob Roy, which I think Troon are looking new as their kind of bottom section there. Mm-hmm. If they can beat the Bens, the Glens, and oh, play it mm-hmm. in the deck, And a Rob Roy, they'll go pick the points up. Doesn't it sense them going away and beating the Tull and then getting beat for Benbird the following mm-hmm. week? Because. Mm-hmm. That's where Troon's league is now in the bottom four right. or five, just to stay above it. But I think yeah. the games I've played is maybe it's just too late for Troon now to uh, avoid it. 23 against uh, the other two teams at the bottom, 16 and 18. So, uh, aye. Um, no, a couple of points behind, and there's yeah. a fair gap now developed between themselves and Beath. And right, let's look at the championship, John. We've mm-hmm. got Darville, we've got Cumberland United, Renfrew, Blantyre, Shottsbourne Accord, and Nielsen, the top six. Out of that lot, you would say that you've got to say that Davo would definitely be one. Come on, all this well, I would think you know get the right together. Mm. Renfrew could be there, mm. but the one I'm looking there at is Blantyre. I think they're the team that's that'll get everybody worried. Rab. Blantyre, I've got it to my heart after what Gibby's done it. Blantyre, no, the last job. two, absolute brilliant job, mm. and they've got some really good players in there. Always a difficult venue to go to Blanter Vicks. Right. Mm-hmm. And and you wouldn't you wouldn't bet against them going up along with Cumbernauld and Darvel. The only thing I think it Blanter now is it could be too many games or what? Possibly. Right, because fifteen no. games to go to April, John. Come on. Aye, but they won't play fifteen games for last August. <laughs> <laughs> well, fair enough. They won't play fifteen for last August. And we were up in Blantyre and I think it was midweek in the, the same game of the season. The part was touch and go in right, August. Mm-hmm. So I don't think the part's that good at all. Mm-hmm. I've no more games coming up between now and April. But, but what and I, I feel sorry for Gibby because he's a great side there. It's, it's a long time for I remember Blantyre being in the top league and what an incentive for them to, to oh, go and play the last 15 aye. games. They're a good side. They're a good side. They'll get about them. Mm-hmm. But I just think maybe the amount of games they've got left hey, maybe just come you, back to Do you think Shots is out it? I know what you're going to say, John. Do you think Shorts is it? I wouldn't. I wouldn't write. I wouldn't write. End off. No. They've still got 13 games to play, so there's a lot of twists and turns at this time of the season. You pick up injuries, you pick up suspensions. Yeah, you, you just right. don't know. You've got midweek games to contend with. You just right. don't know. But you always got a wee team that goes in a wee run. Mm-hmm. Well, and and, and Shorts are. They're certainly not it. There's Arthur, they, they, they get rid of Sinky, one of your mates, they get rid of Sinky, and uh, they've brought in a couple of young boys that uh, they take on mm-hmm. for there. I don't know, I think uh, Inkelsyth Rangers as well as another one, remember um, Kevin McColdrick left mm-hmm. and went to Stenhouse Muir, mm-hmm. and they've, the, the two of the teams have dropped a wee mm-hmm. bit. Well, we, played, we played Arthur last Saturday and mm-hmm. I didn't see much improvement when Sinky no. left to put the on Saturday. If the players can give as much effort as the manager did going up and doing the touchline, they maybe get something to them because the boy kicked every ball for the full it, 90 minutes it was a shot that come and I'll get beat with Darville though I mean could Darville they'll ride they'll ride they're at uh, 10th they're sitting 10th down there mm-hmm. um, so, I mean there's no a bad side we know no a bad side but come on come and I'll second top you better think they would have done a lot better than that Rob 
Well, Dorai is always a tough place to go to as well. So I've I've not seen Dorai this year, but I'm just taking John's they've, word. That they've they've got a mix. Of, they've got a mix of the young young boys mm-hmm. there and, and some experienced players. And the young boys have got legs. Who is is it? Still Gavin Fields still there? Aye. Aye. Well, if, if the players play as well as we Gavin could play, they're, 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 Big Chris McGowan, who's still playing. I think you're going to say there the way Gavin talks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, Big Chris was Big Chris was a good teammate of mine at Cumlock, so if Big Chris still playing. Chris yet? still playing eight and a half and getting the young boys in a bit of right and he must he must be about fifty five, Chris, been he? <laughs> 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 oh, his son's playing. Is his son playing at all? Well, his son was playing man, but I think he's at Cowan now, but I heard the wee story about a few weeks ago. <laughs> he had a sear legged boy, right? Obviously <laughs> obviously it's McGowan's boy because he went to the hospital with a sore leg and nah, nah, it's okay, play on. he went and played on for a couple of weeks. Turned out he like had been broken for four weeks. Oh, <laughs> He'd been playing with a broken leg. Uh, so only a big Chrissy's boy could do that. No, that's big Chris, he would have played the if, same. I don't, what's, is Dorai, Dorai conceded many goals this year? Uh, Dorai, um, 41. 41. So that big Chrissy's playing that. Uh, He's been a good servant to the juniors with Chris McGowan. Coming up and Pollock. And yep. Let's look at the bottom of that league then. We've got Irvin Vicks, you've got Craig Mark, and you've got Cumbus Lang Rangers, St Rocks, Peter Sull, they're the, the, the ones at the bottom. Out of them, lot, I would say Irvin Vicks is gone. Probably Craig Mark's gone as well. Cumbus Lang Rangers, I don't know. I don't, I don't know about Cumbus Lang Rangers. You know, I, I, there's, they're either they're hot or they're cold. They're very inconsistent. Mm-hmm. St Rocks, I'm disappointed in St Rocks this year, eh, John. So Rocks are thought expecting more out of them this season, but they've only played eighteen games there, so they've got a chance to pull away. But I've looked at both there three but and I would take uh, Craig Mark a better chance of staying in that division than Cambus Lang Rangers have. I know they've got a game less played, Cambus Lang. But I've seen Craig Mark a couple of times with a lot of good players and they can score goals. I think they'll get the points to just keep them safe. I think Cambus Lang, Irvin Vicks and it'll be then between Craig Mark, maybe St Rokes. Pierce Hill, I think, will clear it. Mm-hmm. I think Lucky's got a great side oh, there. Yeah, he's just tumbling on about, haven't he? And Gart Cairn, I think they'll just maybe get enough points. Mm-hmm. Rob, you, you, see, you see, like, that. So, see, like Craig Mark, John, mm-hmm. you, you were asking me earlier on about my catchment area. Mm-hmm. What's the catchment area for Craig Mark? Well, they try it here and plays a lot, but they know they've got uh, Graham Neal, who was the Darvel manager, and comes to Kilmarnock, so he's got a lot of contacts for there. There's Kilmarnock boys go to right. there. So that's, but, that's where they've gone. Nah, they've got Kilmarnock boys. Mm-hmm. It's a bit of, bit of joint for Kilmarnock. Ah, right. mm-hmm. but, but they all think Tom Ellington's a long distance away, but he played in that year still mm-hmm. now. But, but he had an air hospital, and he only 15 minutes. Right. Just in there. In there, so it's not really that's far away. Mm-hmm. Get, I think Gary would have a harder place to attract players to the mm-hmm. Craig Mark would be mm-hmm. because of where they are. We've been doing them plagues in a friendly when you were a yeah, manager down right. there, and uh-huh. uh, I went with Robert Watson there in his mm-hmm. car. And Robert Watson is a, a very, very cautious driver. And I says to myself, right, he's very slow. And take us about an hour to get done, so I'll take him an hour and a half. We go to there with five minutes before kicking. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, it was murder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's some man, Robert. And Robert, I'll tell you this story as well. He was, my two daughters were driving home from Glasgow, and they got to the the showcase and mm-hmm. up there on the motor with them mate and cars were pulling out and peeping the horn pulling out and overtaking this car people were, and man, uh, my, my, my oldest daughter says oh that'll be some old codger Disney uh, get in the road and it was Robert causing <laughs> 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 all sorts of problems in the motor with 35 mile an hour that's your Robert right okay we've said that our Winton and Rovers are the team to beat up there you've got like United Shettles in Port Glasgow and yourselves Robert, we'll not discount you at the moment, but mm-hmm. who else, if, if 
Uh, Ranton's gone, Alana's gone, and between Port Glasgow and Shettleson, who do you think? Very difficult. Aye. Very difficult to pick. Even, I would say, our Drossen, my opinion, our Drossen will win the league. But mm-hmm. see if you're picking between Lana, Shettleston, Port Glasgow, can two at the A3, no much between them. No. No, no much between them. Uh, I'll, I'll depend on how, what can he form the show between. I think Port Glasgow playing on that big surface doing it, Port Glasgow, but I think they've got a lot of their games now to play away for him. Right. Um, yeah, because they've played most of them at aye. home, I think. Aye. So they, they've. I'll see how they react to playing on the grass, but they've got some some tidy players. Port Glasgow mm-hmm. and Shettleston, we know what you're getting with Shettleston. So, in line, it's very hard to split two to three. John, well, I would go for Shettleston. I think Shettleston's a team that got there, but we went and then I think Lana could be the third. That be top. The top three, now, I think the three will go through. Right, okay, we'll go with that. Right, okay, let's look at f- down at the bottom. Down at the bottom is Royal Albert, then East Kilbride Thistle, Keller Rovers, Wishart, and then Girvin. Now, um, Wishart were doing chat down at the bottom there, and they've they changed again. They've got Matt Daly in, they've got Chris McCourty back, and they've got uh, Glenn Weir, uh, that's our management team there. And uh, it's taken them a wee while, but they've had two victories recently, so that's moved them up to 13th place away from there. But they're still in there uh, in the, the dog fight. So I think Albert's gone and I think East Colbride's gone. So between Keller Rovers, Wisha and possibly Girvin, John. Yes, I, and maybe even Mary Hill. Mary Hill might just come slipping into that there ball. Because I mean, they're, they're only 23 points. Well, like, they've played 21 games. Played 21 games, Ken. Yeah. So I think. All well, the rest of the teams around the boot have got games in hand. No, I think Mary Hill might have to get one or two results to real be in that drill. But. Uh, I think Gavin will stay up because uh, Peter Leonard's been mm-hmm. there and has everything. So yeah, he said he's just taking the job to the end of the season as Peter. So obviously just to try and keep him that division, then devalue. I think looking at that that league table, I think the team that I would fear for would be Kello. And the reason I fear for Kello, I've got a lot of time for wee Paddy, mm-hmm. but they're flying high the now in the Scottish Cup. And I think they go to Beath is it Saturday? Saturday. And, and, and Saturday. The amount of times you see a team get knocked out of the Scottish Cup after flying high and they see me going a wee lull. So Paddy will have his work cut out, I think, just to kind of, if, if Beath turn them over, I, I think he's got his work cut out to, to get the boys up for the for the last, I mean, they're no doubt they're in a dog fight down there. Mm-hmm. So I just wonder if he'll be able to get them up for the fight to keep them in that league. 11 games to go. That'll be tough. That'll be tough for them. Well, I like about the Bill as well. We're through what two or three leagues here, right? Mm-hmm. And we can't see who's definitely going down, who's <laughs> no. And there's only some like ten games to go. Aye, see yeah, a competition every league. Absolutely, great competition this year. Every league's got it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel I, I feel for Royal Albert because Peter's done a great job there, hasn't he, Rob? And I know Stuart, Stuart and Dan who turned the job on, and they're finding it difficult. They've, they've lost about six or seven players, Definitely. and they've no got great finances to bring boys in. So they've got to get boys at the know and boys at the mm-hmm. trust. Mm-hmm. And and they've had a couple of hits, and uh, I think they, they just get beat last week. Was it la- last minute goal, goal beat them, and that, that that can really affect young aye. boys' confidence. Wish I beat them. Wish I beat them with a last minute goal. Aye. So, but it looks like it's it's a. It's going to be a season in Division 2 for, for Stuart to rebuild and, mm-hmm. and try and come back up again. Where his catchment area is quite a big catchment area. He's got, he's got Wishy, he's got Newman's area, he's got Hamilton, you know, he's got Lark Hall. He, 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 
but, but you're saying that Bill and you're right but he's still competing against it if, if a good player comes about you bet your boots that we know about it Lark know nah, about well, it Richard knows about, about it, it. so aye, aye. He's, he's got a job in his hands there mm-hmm. and we Peter does a great job there's no, there's no doubt about no, it no Peter does I mean he's only the only committee one that I know he's on the go all the time aye. and that's him that's, that's Royal Albert is absolutely Peter. definitely no. Well, into the second division, you've got Villa Leaven, you've got Yoker, you've got Muirkirk, Maybowl and Ashfield. Mm, I don't know much about the second division this season, but Villa Leaven, they, they've came good. Mm-hmm. Uh, for a while, they struggled a wee while, they've came good. Yoker again started the season pretty poorly, and look where they're sitting. Mm-hmm. Well, take my hat off to uh, Kevin Muirhead there at Muirkirk. He's turned them around about. I'd like to see Muirkirk come up on real day mm-hmm. because, uh, Rab, we've played in there and maybe an Ayrshire boy and They've been doing the doldrums for so many years in Mirkirk and you see they've done a great job and hopefully it continues and they got that uh, division. Maybe have just left it too late, I think. They had a terrible start this season. Mm-hmm. They've started a few runs together, but it's too late now for them to Ashfield, Ashfield were the early pace setters in, in that league. They were up there for three or four weeks at the top of the league. Now they're sitting fifth. They've only played 15 games, though. They've got 15, well, well, they've got 14 games to go because there's only 15 in that league. Um, so they might win my shout. They might. Um, Johnson Borough as well. Uh, well, Johnson Borough, they, they're Scottish. I think that's again, like you said, they're Scottish. Maybe uh, hampered them a bit. You know. Well, last Saturday I was talking to the Greenock manager before the game, and he says they played a final against Johnson Borough and couldn't get near them. Mm-hmm. He says they had some great young boys Aye. playing their team, yep. and they've only played twelve games and got thirty-three points. So. Yep. I, Again, see what you're talking about, Lee's John. How are you supposed to pick some exactly, <laughs> yeah. exactly Because you've got Ashfield. I wouldn't discount Ashfield either. No. Last last year when we come up, I think we, we come up in third place, and it was nothing talking. Ashfield were, were a really tough side, mm-hmm. and the boy Maxwell down there's got some really good players. He's mm-hmm. got he's got a centre forward too. I can't remember his name now, but seemingly everybody's trying everybody's to buy after him. him. Everybody's Aye. trying to buy him. Oh. And yeah, no go. <laughs> well, that night with Muddy and Muddy was. Wax Lyrican about Ashfield mm-hmm. this year, he said a good side. Aye, I would right. need, even, the, even though the likes of Yoker and Muirkirk are sitting near the top, there's a lot of football to get played in that league yet. Mm-hmm. And then we've got down to the bottom of the league, um, nobody gets relegated obviously, but our dear Boswell saw coaching Newman's United, and you can put St Anthony's in there. Now St Anthony's have fell for grace for quite a bit, I think that's came from when you know, uh, Cotter, Cotter left. Yep. I think I think they've struggled to try and get a settled mm-hmm. system for them in there, mm-hmm. Robert. Aye. When, when Cotter was there and you played against Anthony's, you knew you were always going to be in a game. Aye. And he gave you a tough game. But uh, saying that, see when, see when you're playing with the, the Glasgow junior sides mm-hmm. and, and you get a, a good prospect, very difficult to keep a hold of him because you've got, well, you've got the... You've got everybody ready to take him away. Aye. John. Well, see, we're just about finishing the show. Well, we'll just have a go and leave this for a bit. What about Darvel's new feeder club? Darvel's new feeder club? Come on up, come on up, KFC. Our chairman now, John Gall, John Gall is now sponsoring the I tried to stay away, feeder. <laughs> I just had to get in before the show finished, well, you know. So, that's for new feeder club. Oh, <laughs> I think it might, I think it makes a way having talks with their manager. I think I see it. <laughs> How many players they can get in loan office? On that nice point, we'll leave you, Billy. I will enjoy that. I love it to bits, mate. Well, there goes the final whistle in this show. My thanks to Robert for coming in tonight. Robert, thanks very much. All the best for Saturday and the rest of the season. John, your input with a men's big man. Thanks again for that. 
So until the next time on, on The Voice of Junior Football, take care and bye for now. You have been listening to The Voice of Junior Football Podcast.